little mama veneers, you know what time it is. A little info, some girl chat about our journeys as mamas and entrepreneurs. But most importantly of all, love, support, and sisterhood. So let's get the dang thing started, mama veneers. Hey, I am pretty excited about this. We are on episode two of the She Did That series. Today we have Miss Timberly Bowen. She is um, originally from Indiana, but now she's residing in Kentucky, and she's the owner of Bowen's Tax and Bookkeeping Solutions. She's a wife and a mother of one, and we're excited to have you on. Is there anything that you want to say to the people before we start getting into these questions? I'm really excited to be here on the podcast with you. Thank you for having me. Um, it's a privilege. <laughs> okay, so my first question is because I don't meet many people that's in like, you know, tax and bookkeeping. And when I think about people who's you know, in that field, I'm thinking like older individuals, but like, you know, you're real young, you know, so I want to ask you, <laughs> what made you decide to get into tax and bookkeeping? Is it something that you just kind of fill in your lap or something new that you wanted to do? Um, for me, long story short, I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> the longer version of that from the time I was probably in like middle school, mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to help businesses, um, with their money, like the financial side of things. Right. I took an accounting class in high school mm-hmm. and I was like, this is pretty awesome. This is what I want to do. And everybody was like, what? You haven't looked at anything else. Um, right. I did get a little bit of experience like earlier on though. Um, I grew up in a very, very young church. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the things that I got to help with. So, like, really, my accounting class was pretty easy in high school because I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I already know how to use a ledger. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, long story short, I'm a nerd. But um, <laughs> I went to college, had a great opportunity to take time off of school and do internships. Oh, and wow. then I fell in love with taxes. So, yeah, even the accounting people were like, ooh, you're weird because you like taxes. But yeah. That's how it happened. I've, that's what I've heard. Like, a lot of people that, was well, not a lot, but a few people I have come into contact with, they're, like, CPAs and stuff, and they're not excited about it. So yeah. when I meet people, like, well, what made you, you know, um, want to do it? Because I do feel like you should have a passion behind it. So um, do you just, you just do businesses, or do you do you know, regular taxes as well? Or did you, do you just focus on entrepreneurs? Um, so I do do tax preparation for individuals as well. Um, part of it for me, I like to help other people have that aha moment. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons, like, I work with entrepreneurs, um, specifically even more passionate about working with them in the Black community just because there's a lot of, like, Um, I guess you could say a gap where Mm -hmm. we may not have family members or whoever that may have run a business and like know all of the quote unquote school part of it. Right. So being able to like sit down with them and see them get that aha moment, Mm -hmm. like when they learn how to make the tax law work for them, like that is what I am passionate about and going back. So yeah, I'm a nerd, but (laughs) You'd be really surprised. Like, you learn so much about people by doing their taxes. 
it's a lot of information. I'm quite sure you do um, get to know them. Is it, um, so it's virtual, so you can do tax preparation for pretty much anybody. They don't have to be in state with you. Or do you prefer um, people that's close to you? I am virtual, mm-hmm. but so I'm not a CPA. I'm an gotcha. ES, okay. so I'm an enrolled agent. So my license is actually through the IRS, whereas like a CPA is licensed through the state. Mm-hmm. So since my license is through them, I can service um, clients in all 50 states. So I'm authorized to do preparation, uh, tax planning, advising, and representation, which that's the big one. So mm-hmm. like when people, like I was saying, that big gap of like just not knowing how to make the tax law work for them, gotcha. if they're to get a notice or summons for the IRS, I actually, people pay me to take care of that and talk oh, wow. to the IRS for them. That's pretty cool. See, you're starting to like taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'll just come to you. <laughs> so what year did you start your business? I've been in this industry for eight years. Okay. And the reason I'm not coming off with like a straightforward answer. So I had my daughter. I did my last busy season in spring of 2013 mm-hmm. working with a firm. Um, I had okay. my daughter at the end of 2013, December so I have not had a W-2 job since November of 2013. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. but after, yeah, so after I had my daughter, I started doing contract work, mm-hmm. so like here and there. Like, can you help me with QuickBooks? Can you do these taxes for me? So cool. Um, I'd say my daughter was three. Yeah, so she was three. I was talking with my husband. He was like, well, you went to school to learn how to run your own business because right. you want to help businesses. But like I had mentioned, that great opportunity to get an internship, mm-hmm. make it more than my age an hour. My business kind of, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about that anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, you're right. So from there, I started working part time. I would say that was 2016 um, is when I became like official uh, started a business and then I just went in full-time this year when my daughter went to kindergarten well, that's awesome how old is she well Bella's going to kindergarten too so <laughs> it's been she's um enjoying it that's good what is the things you wish you known prior to starting your business like I guess I wouldn't say starting because you kind of just went into it is there something that you wish you had known prior to starting, I guess, officially starting in 2016? Or you were pretty, like, comfortable and kind of already, you know, had what you needed to do in mind? Um, I mean, I had a pretty good idea, but um, for me, I feel like if I'm not learning something new every year, then I'm mm-hmm. not really growing. <laughs> uh, looking back at it, I wish that I would have been okay with saying no to people oh my yes like all money is not good money <laughs> yes like some people's money is not worth the stress and mm-hmm. um, that and knowing that it is okay to fail and by that like I don't mean like messing up tax returns that's not what I'm talking about but it's okay for me to not be perfect because like the balance of being a mom and a business owner at the same time, like Mm -hmm. sometimes they're not going to both be at 100%. Right. 
a lot of times if we're honest Mm -hmm. um and just being okay with that and not like stressing myself out because I felt like I had to be 100% of everything to everybody I wish I would have known that and I'm still learning yeah how to do that how to find yourself um balancing that because it's pretty hard. I guess in the busy seasons for me, it's it's like I'm. I feel like I'm neglecting my family because I have to focus so much on work. But um, yeah, just like other mamas who's listening to the podcast, like have you found anything that helps you just uh, be engaged with your business and be engaged with your husband and be engaged with your child? Like I know you can't be a hundred percent, but do you feel like, hey, well, this is my carved out my business and this is my carved out time for my you know my family yeah um I still like to this day struggle with that it's a little bit easier now with my daughter in kindergarten because I have like traditional work times Mm -hmm. uh, work hours carved out but um as my business has grown and like I've taken advantage of my license sometimes my busy seasons are longer than I anticipated so like mm-hmm. this year everybody's like oh you're so happy April's here and I was like yeah people are still getting letters so it was a wow. madhouse around here from like January to June and my husband was like okay I'm kind of over this <laughs> um, but for us we had to be really intentional about date nights we had mm-hmm. to be very intentional about um family time and I had to be very intentional about time that I spent with my daughter. Um, it worked because she is my self-proclaimed business partner. I saw that as super cute. So if I, <laughs> yeah, if I had to meet with somebody, like I had an old Chromebook, and she would sit at the table with the Chromebook and be watching something and be like, "Yeah, we do taxes, we do bookkeeping." So I mean. In some ways, like, making them feel a part of it, but then mm-hmm. not letting it take over. Because, like, I, I use my calendar for everything, like, keep that stuff straight. And I was like, there's no reason my family should not be in here. Because at first, I felt bad about doing that. Because I was like, oh, I don't want them to seem like their work or an obligation. Right. But like, no, they're a priority. So they yes. need to have their time carved out as well. Do you find yourself um, having mom guilt during your busy seasons? And if so, how do you overcome it? Do you spend more time with her? Or do you just like make, make a special date with her? Or do you, you feel guilty at all? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Um, so this past, I've just used my busy season as an example of the tax time. Mm-hmm. my business more than doubled <laughs> from what it had been prior <laughs> wow. yes so people are like you need to have systems in place and all this is like mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. but I, I wasn't planning on needing to hire somebody else yet like right right I'm getting full-time business and I would always feel so bad because I would say I'm gonna be done working at this time mm-hmm. and then, like that didn't happen um so I did I had to be Intent, like I mentioned earlier, intentional mm-hmm. about not just spending time with her, but making sure it was like face to face time. Right. So we couldn't go like watching a show with her wouldn't count because I will pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. I'll answer an email. So it had to be like no phones, like 
you and mommy are going to the park or yeah. I always call her my broke little best friend like <laughs> you don't want to go to Starbucks but you like oh mommy I want a cake pop so now it's like what do you want she's like yeah can I get a cake pop and a smoothie and I'm like wait what gonna <laughs> make me broke at Starbucks yeah. <laughs> it had to be stuff where I was intentional like asking her questions about her day even if she right. had been in the other room but just so she knew that she had all of my attention. And the same mm-hmm. with my husband, too, because sometimes I feel guilty there. Yeah. I'm not trying to neglect you all. <laughs> I find myself with the girls. Um, yeah, I do the same thing. And uh, it is better now since Bella's in kindergarten. So she's, like, gone most of the day. But I still have my two-year-old Carter. And um, like you say, if, like, we're in the house. Like, yeah, we can watch TV, but then I feel like I get emails. I'm like, well, let me respond to this right quick or let me do this. And since um, it's busy busy season for wedding here, I'm barely home because during the week I'm doing trial runs. And during the weekend, like Friday, Saturday, Sundays, I have like one to two weddings every day. And uh, the other day she came to me and she was like, mommy, no go to work. I cry at time, but I do feel like the quantity of the time that we have them, but as long as it's like a good quality time, just set aside yeah. for them, it's just something that we is very necessary. I don't want to feel disconnected from them, and even our husbands as well, because I know once I had kids, I kind of found myself putting him on the back burner, like he was way in the back, and he was like, hello, I'm still yeah. here. <laughs> and I don't know if that's other uh, women, but it's like, yeah, I'm still home over here in the corner <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah I've struggled with that too yeah so but it's you know I work part-time so I'm trying to make up for lost time it's like right. you know, we, we gotta do something though because mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't working <laughs> this, this ain't it it's not do you plan on letting your daughter take the reins of your tax keeping business so when I first started like she was born it was never really my intention to be like oh yeah she's gonna take this and carry it on mm-hmm. Um, with her being my self-proclaimed business partner, <laughs> she has said she's going to carry it on. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, she wasn't five yet. She was four. She was wow. Like, so when I get older, I'm going to have more clients than you. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> excuse me. She's like, yeah, we can have an office next to each other. Wow. So it's funny, I guess, just what children are exposed to. Because mm-hmm. uh, she wants to do this. I don't know if you're familiar with Gabby Bowes. Um, they're the double clip barrettes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she wants to sell that. She wants to sell crayons. Oh, I mean, wow. I think she has the entrepreneur itch already, but she also wants to be a professional ballet dancer. So, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I tell her to not go to college or to go to college, mm-hmm. that one, I think it really depends on what she wants to do. Yeah. If she wants to do something where college isn't required, I'm definitely not going to push her to go get loans for something that she could have done just from real life experience and getting right. in there and getting jobs. Um, but like if she wanted to follow this track, like most definitely she would have my full support in doing that as well. Do you plan on starting anything for her while she's a kid or you want to uh, wait till she's a little bit older to kind of have more say in it I guess or she can make better decisions because she's five right now right yes 
Yeah, she's five now. I think that I would actually probably within the next year, just because I'm really surprised at how much of a concept of business she has already. Mm -hmm. And it's something that while she's interested in it, like, let's go ahead and play around with it a little bit. So if she wanted to sell Gabby bows, absolutely. I would, I actually told her last night, I was like, if you behave, because her birthday is right before Christmas. Oh, wow. Mommy will let you when you turn six. You can start <laughs> selling Gabby bows. And she got so excited. And she was oh. like, but that's a long time. And I was like, yeah. That's, it'll fly by. <laughs> <laughs> it'll fly by. I promise. It'll fly by. Yeah, but I think I definitely, like, would encourage that in her. And it's funny how she... Uh, quote-unquote writes different things in her notebook to keep track of stuff because mm -hmm. I remember doing that when I was little mm -hmm. so I I had the full support of my parents grandparents um most of my family <laughs> with the entrepreneurship itch so I definitely that's not something I want to kill in her yeah, yeah that was something I, that was the next question I was going to ask if you had full support of being an entrepreneur or if you were like first generation entrepreneur, because in my family, I am the first person to um, kind of take this track. So I feel like I'm making a path and it's, it's pretty hard because a lot of them like you crazy, just go, you know, work in a hair salon or go get a regular nine to five. Like, why are you doing this? Like, it's not guaranteed. It's not a hundred percent. You don't know, but I feel like going on this track, I have met so many awesome people and I've had so many great opportunities that wouldn't have been created if I hadn't taken this path. So that was going to be my next question. If you had like full on support or if you um, were like first generation entrepreneur. So neither one of my parents are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. My mother's father when he got out of the service, he worked at a shoe shop, and then he did eventually own it, a leather mm -hmm. shoe shop. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so he didn't start it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember from stories, like, what that process was, but he did own that. Um, of course, he was married, so I said they owned that. Mm -hmm. uh, I did have full-on support from the people that mattered. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like my parents grandparents on both end um all of my grandparents didn't get to see it but they always instilled in me anything I wanted to do with God sky was the limit mm -hmm. I could do it like my mind was capable I was capable so coming to them excited about different things and wanting to go into different ventures they always 100% supported it but of course like you mentioned people telling you there were family members like oh you're a parent now or the economy's hard and I'm mm -hmm. like man Debbie Downer I can't <laughs> talk to you but um it's funny to see all the people that are proud of me now mm -hmm. so I I had support from the people I needed support from and it wasn't just my parents and grandparents but I think um growing up that is really who you need like rock solid support from yeah do you have advice for someone who um will be interested in starting a business in your niche like is it hard to get started is it hard to get clientele I don't know much about it so that's something that I want to know if it was just a hard uh, industry to get into with all of the like pop-up tax businesses that are coming about now um 
I'll be honest, like becoming a tax preparer, there's stuff that you have to do through the IRS. Mm. That part is not hard, which makes it makes it hard for me. It makes it easy for me um, because there are so many people think the market's oversaturated. But mm-hmm. when you have those people that haven't put the time in to learn the law right. or to go to school or know how things work, um, who knows what they're doing and who doesn't quickly. You can tell the difference. And then I get more representation work because more people get letters. Uh, right. I would definitely recommend if they knew somebody with a tax business to reach out. Um, even if it wasn't a full-on internship, maybe they could shadow them. Maybe they could take that person to lunch just to figure out what it's like. Because I can tell you from... My own business and the firm I was at, I'm still doing tax returns, but it's two completely different types of clients. Like, there's so much that you can do in tax that, yeah, you really want to kind of nail down what you want to do and who you want to serve. And you can only find that out by getting in there and talking to people. Okay, so this is my last question for you. What does being a mompreneur mean to you? Being a mompreneur to me is realizing that you are always at work trying to find that balance. Because there are entrepreneurs that have children and then there are moms that have a business, but they don't really have it balanced. Right. Um, I think it is an ever-evolving process of finding the balance between being a mom and an entrepreneur, but I love it. Like it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's for sure. It's gratifying. It's hard because it is a limbo between the two, but it's so gratifying to be able to be like, yeah, I'm I'm also an entrepreneur. And I feel like that is the greatest thing you can do for your kids just to show them like, Hey, go for it. And if this is your dream, just work your butt off. Even if you have kids, even if you feel like you're too old or you're too young, like go for it. And, you know, you're going to have some hurdles, but it's okay. It'll make it worth it. So how can the followers get connected to you? What are your social media accounts, um, your website, anything that you want them to know? You can let them know now. They can follow me on Instagram. The handle is Bowens, B-O-W-E-N-S, Tax and Bookkeeping. On Facebook, it is Bowens Tax and Bookkeeping Solutions. Um, Type it in the search bar. You'll see my pretty blue logo. (laughs) (laughs) And then on LinkedIn and Facebook, I'm also on as Timelin S. Bowens. Okay, so thank you so much for coming on and discussing your business with us. I hope you enjoyed your time, and I'm hoping you, the listeners, have learned a little bit about Miss Timberland Bowens and about bookkeeping and taxes. And if you are indeed of someone, keep her in mind. It's time for me to go. But as always, keep pushing, keep growing, keep going, and keep doing the thing, thing, mama for newer. Until next time, bye.